When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato and this is qualifying day at the 2023 Las Vegas Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pit Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts and on today's episode, Charles Leclerc is on pole position for the inaugural race around the Las Vegas strip circuit, pipping Ferrari teammate Carlos Sainz to top spot by just over four hundredths of a second. But Max Verstappen will start alongside him on the front row once Sainz serves his penalty for changing engine parts, a controversial hangover from that disastrous first practice session around 24 hours earlier. And Verstappen is perhaps not exactly the poster boy F1 will have wanted to burnish the image of this beleaguered race, with the Dutchman coming out swinging yet again over F1's balance between sport and spectacle in Vegas. It's become the narrative throughline of the weekend, much to F1's disappointment. But the sport certainly has itself to blame, having so far failed to apologise for the farce on the opening day and balked at the idea of cash refunds for punters. To sum up a pleasingly, slightly earlier night in Las Vegas, let's hear now from your host, Luke Smith. Following all of the chaos, confusion and lengthy delays on the opening day of practice in Las Vegas, today ended up being far smoother and no issues at all emerging as Formula 1 really got back on track in Las Vegas. Hello, my name is Luke Smith, a senior Formula 1 writer for The Athletic, and I'm back to recap all of the action from qualifying day for the Las Vegas Grand Prix. There were no repeats of the water valve covers coming up on the circuit, no delays to any of the sessions, with the only slight wrinkle coming when FP3 was red flagged at the very end of the session after Alex Albon's car lost a wheel following a touch with one of the walls. Qualifying didn't have so much as a yellow flag, making it a remarkably clean day. And it all ended with Charles Leclerc grabbing pole position for Ferrari, and in pretty dominant fashion, which is not something we've said much on this podcast through the season. Leclerc was able to set the pace through all three stages of qualifying and was as much as half a second clear of the field in Q2, which he said after qualifying were among some of the best laps that he had done in Formula 1 for some time. Q3 wasn't quite so strong for Leclerc, but he still did enough to secure pole position for Ferrari. He finished 44 thousandths of a second clear of teammate Carlos Sainz, giving the team a 1-2 finish. Leclerc did explain afterwards though that the Q3 laps weren't his cleanest at all and that he actually wasn't very happy with how he performed at the very end of qualifying. But he said he still had to be pleased because it had got him pole position. For a driver who is so notoriously hard on himself, all that he could do was be happy that he had got P1 for Ferrari. It was Leclerc's fifth pole position of the year and it has tended to be that every time he takes P1 in qualifying we'll go to the post-session press conference and he'll talk down his chances of potentially winning the race because it's usually Max Verstappen who sat alongside him. We all know how quick that Verstappen Red Bull is come race day 
meaning Leclerc and Ferrari haven't really stood much of a chance of beating them right the way through this year, even when starting on pole. But this time around, there does seem to be a bit of a greater opportunity for Leclerc. He said that he's felt confident in the car right from his very first lap in FP1, and we have seen Ferrari tend to go well at street circuits. Obviously this year in Singapore, Carlos Sainz took the only non-Red Bull victory that we've seen so far this season. Now, it may not quite be a repeat of Singapore, given the overtaking opportunities are far greater in Las Vegas. It's a much wider track. It's a lot faster. There still does seem to be a real shot that Leclerc could win this race. He said that he felt that after Singapore, this was Ferrari's best chance to win another race in 2023. It would be a big thing for Leclerc to end the wind drought that dates back to July last year when he scored victory in Austria. But he won't have his teammate Carlos Sainz to help him and maybe play a bit of a wingman role after Sainz of course cops that 10 place grid penalty for the change to his power unit caused by the damage being sustained during practice on Thursday. It means that after qualifying second, Sainz will actually have to start the race from 12th on the grid which does seem to be far far lower than the real pace of the Ferrari this weekend. Sainz didn't let it get to him and was quick right the way through qualifying and he acknowledged his disappointment after the session that there wasn't greater leeway in the rules for the fashion in which his power unit was changed. After all, it wasn't Ferrari's fault that the water valve cover came up. Sainz spoke eloquently about it though, simply saying there were times this year when the FIA and F1's rulemakers hadn't helped situations by not using common sense. And you do really have to agree with him here, I think. Yes, there are maybe precedents that have been set that mean it's not very easy to simply put into the rules. But ultimately, it wasn't his fault. Like, Ferrari did nothing wrong at all, and had the circuit been perfectly in order, it would never have happened. It would never be costing the team money, or, in Science's case, 10 positions on the grid. Still, that demotion does mean that Max Verstappen moves up to P2 on the grid, starting alongside Charles Leclerc. But that may not actually be a good thing for Max. It actually puts him on the dirty side of the grid, away from the racing line where lots of rubber has been laid down so far this weekend. Verstappen noted this after qualifying and went as far as comparing it with the early years in Austin, when it was very, very low grip out there, particularly on the start-finish straight if you are on the wrong side of the grid. So are we looking at a real challenge for Verstappen this weekend? Well, I think we might be. Remember that the Dutchman is not so comfortable on street tracks. And so far this weekend, it does feel like Red Bull isn't quite on song as it normally is, meaning there is an opportunity here for Ferrari. I think it will come down to a combination of how Ferrari can try and take advantage of this. Ultimately, it's had the pace over a single lap, but it really does need to ensure it can convert it over the longer distance on Sunday. It does seem to be a combination of Leclerc and Ferrari finding their strength, just as Verstappen might be losing his. There were a few other big surprises in qualifying. Williams was the only team other than Ferrari to get both of its cars through to Q3, as Alex Albon qualified sixth ahead of teammate Logan Sargent, who couldn't hide his excitement on the radio after finding out the result. As we all know, Sargent has faced an uncertain future. He's currently the only driver yet to be confirmed to be returning for 2024, but to secure his best F1 starting position is a really, really good statement to make. Sargent said after qualifying that he's felt close to this kind of performance for some time, but things hadn't quite clicked or fallen into place. 
But today they did. It was a really, really good result from him after five consecutive P20 qualifying finishes to make it through to Q3 and not even scraping through, like really on merit every single time was a really, really big achievement. It's also a golden chance for Williams to get a really good haul of points that could put it out of reach of AlphaTauri, Haas and Alfa Romeo in the fight for P7 in the championship ahead of Abu Dhabi next weekend. Now, there were also tough days for Lewis Hamilton and Sergio Perez as neither driver made it through to Q3. They will start 10th and 11th respectively on Saturday after Carlos Sainz's penalty is applied. For Perez, he is trying to secure P2 in the championship, of course. Red Bull has never in its history managed to get the drivers first and second in the driver's standings. Given that Hamilton is his rival and there's quite a healthy buffer at the moment, Hamilton said that he'd need Perez to have two really bad races and for him to be on the podium both times, it does look like this could be where Checo does clinch second place in the world standings. And the other big surprise from qualifying was the double Q1 exit that McLaren faced, the team's first since Miami. It kind of plays into the enigma that has been McLaren's form this year. We had so many races where Lando Norris would turn up and say, nah, we're not going to be quick. And then would be really, really quick, topping all the timesheets, succeeding through all of the competitions. Now, you will have picked up, of course, on the opening podcast of the weekend, the debate around sport versus show in Formula One. Las Vegas being such an important landmark for Liberty Media in its vision for the future of the sport. Max Verstappen was pretty honest in his criticism earlier in the week. But now that we've finally got through to the usual movements of the Grand Prix weekend and everyone's getting into their race suits, getting ready for on-track action, would that calm Max down? Not in the slightest. After qualifying, Verstappen was asked for his thoughts on the success of the event and what was going on in Vegas. But he was completely honest, sticking to the same line he gave a couple of days ago. He talked about the emotion and passion of racing as being why he loves it. He talked about iconic tracks like Spa, like Monza. He even said that a lot of people going to the race in Vegas would only be going there to get shit-faced. It was a really interesting point for Verstappen to make and does buy into the idea, I think, that he is becoming more and more of a spokesperson this year. He is speaking up. He's not being a two-dimensional champion who only talks about racing matters. But right now, that balance does seem to be a little bit skewed towards more of these glitzy, glamorous and very high fee-paying races. We do love a traditional circuit. We don't want a calendar full of them, but equally a calendar filled with Mercedes platitudes about how successful they want to be would also not go down very well. On the topic of fans who weren't able to get shit-faced on Thursday after being asked to leave the track before second practice could even begin, we did get some first communications from the LVGP organisers and F1 about what happened. On the track itself, the organisers explained that safety was absolutely paramount at all times, meaning it had to take a cautious approach. But when it came to the fans, the situation was badly handled. They weren't given enough notice to leave the track, and even some photographers ran into issues with some of the security staff who thought they were in the wrong place, even though they weren't, and the FIA was fully on their side. The situation was very badly handled, and it didn't help that there were a few communications issues as well, so it wasn't quite clear what was going on or what was the truth. A lengthy statement was issued this morning by Stefano Domenicali and Rene Wilm, the CEO of the Las Vegas race, to explain the situation from last night and why what happened did. But the statement did not include the word sorry, there was no hint of regret, and there was no apology in it whatsoever, nor was there the promise of any refund. 
The phrase, it happens, was used, comparing it to other events like music concerts or festivals that might get cancelled because of the weather. But in those cases, you always get your money back. This time around, no, 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 no. There was no refund being offered to the fans who braved it and their one-day ticket they had to see cars on track in Las Vegas had been rendered absolutely worthless. For all of that passion and support, they get a $200 gift voucher for the Las Vegas Grand Prix online store. It means fans can buy some merchandise, perhaps as a way to remember the time they went to the track for only 8 minutes and saw very few cars running. The statements were a little bit hollow, there was no firm accountability, and although from a legal point of view it is quite tricky and intricate, meaning you have to be very careful about what you say and whether you might be able to be blamed for what happened, it was still a really bad look for Liberty. So much has gone into Las Vegas, so much has gone into making this race happen, and I think my concern, my query, is that this was always a race we thought, is it really for the fans, is it really for the purists, or is it more about bringing in the money it's more about the commercial boom well i think now we know our answer absolutely well and truly it was a real shame to see those grandstands so empty and in the dark as the cars were heading out again and the idea of spending 200 dollars in the las vegas store is not something that i think is going to please many of the fans who ultimately braved such a long day and got very little back in return Anyway, that is it for the latest edition of Pit Pass F1. Thank you very much for joining me. And on Saturday night, we're finally going to get the race that is built up for so, so long by Formula One. We will be back racing in Las Vegas, going along the strip. It's going to be a really exciting race, I think. Lots of chances for action and drama. So make sure you join us back on the pod tomorrow for the full recap. I will talk to you then. Thanks very much to Luke, who's in Las Vegas all this weekend, bringing us the latest from the paddock. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Las Vegas Grand Prix by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts, and you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Luke on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.